Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. If there's something bugging you, if there's something in your way, something trying to hinder you, hold you back, it's God's will that you overcome it. Not that it overwhelms you, but that you overcome it. And you might say, well, I, I just don't feel like I can. Well, I agree. You can't by yourself. But you're not by yourself if you're a child of God. You've got some help, some big help on the inside. And greater is he that is in you and me than he that's in the world. Said out loud, the greater one, the greater one. lives in me. Lives big in me. And I am an overcomer by him. Father, all of us agree together today as touching these things, asking you for the holy anointing, for your holy word, and the working and confirming of your word in our lives and situations today, the moving of your holy angels in response to this. Open our eyes and ears and show us what to say and do for now. And we purpose to follow you and trust you and obey you because you are always right and you are faithful to perform your word in our lives. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look with me, please, in the great textbook, the Bible, of Acts, the 14th chapter. We begin, uh, this is our fourth uh, account of healing that we're studying in the book of Acts. The healing of the, um, the lame man at Lystra. We saw in Acts 13, the first verse, that um, first couple of verses, where that Paul and Barnabas were sent out by the Holy Spirit on what historians call their first uh, missionary trip and journey. And um, in chapter 14, they came to one of these places, these towns called Iconium, and they, they preached the gospel there, and, and a lot of people believed. But then unbelievers uh, got up in arms, and, and uh, before it was over, they're trying, they got plans to kill, to stone Paul and Barnabas. Uh, the devil does not like the preaching of the gospel. <laughs> He's a murderer, a liar, a deceiver. He'll do whatever he can to stop it. But they just kept on. And when, verse 5, when uh, the unbelieving Gentiles and Jews with their rulers were planning on treating them badly and, and, and even killing them, when they were aware of it, they fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lycaonia and unto the region that lies round about. Now, why didn't they just say, God hadn't given us a spirit of fear? 
God will protect me and stay. Why didn't they do that? Because <laughs> the Lord told them to leave. <laughs> when the Lord tells you, get out of town now, and you say, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I'm not afraid. God will keep me. Well, the God you say and you trust in just told you to leave. <laughs> Can you see this as a problem? Now, why am I talking about this? Because there have been people that have gotten into trouble they shouldn't have gotten into. Things happen that they shouldn't while they're making these bold confessions. They called it bold. No, uh, faith in God is not just faith in yourself. It's not just faith in faith. It's not just pulling something out of there and say, I'm going to believe this today. No, faith in God is believing what God told you. And there needs to be a living fellowship with Him on a, a, a daily and hourly, moment-by-moment moment basis that you're continually checking in with Him and listening to Him. And once you get clear what He's telling you to do, it'll always be in line with His Word. People say, well, you just stand on, just stand on the Word. It's a big book. <laughs> what verse for today? What, what part? No, uh, we don't. In the New Covenant, nothing is just done by principle and legalism. Everything is done in the New Covenant by the Spirit leading and faith. Everything. You don't separate, you know, faith from being led by the Spirit. You don't separate any of the things of God from being led by the Spirit. So when the Lord tells you to get out of town, help me out. You better get your little wagon out of town. Is that right? And I don't, don't mess around. If he says get out of town now, don't wait till this afternoon. Right? Because there's reasons why. Uh, and you will, you will see fearlessness and boldness here just a few verses later in this story. But if God says leave, then it's not faith to stay. It's faith to leave. So when they were aware of it, they fled to Lystra, Derby, cities of Lycaonia and the region that lies round about. And there... In those cities and area, they preached the gospel. Say it again, class, there. They preached the gospel. Oh, I love the gospel. Hallelujah. The good news about all the good things that our good God has done for us through Jesus. How he paid the price. How he redeemed us. And the gospel is big. Um, it includes the salvation of the whole man, the entire being. The, the, the scripture also said, I, I pray God that he, he keep your whole spirit and soul and body holy and blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't just go to the cross partially. He went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body. Did he? Yeah. And he redeemed us, how? Spirit, soul, and body. And so when you talk about the full gospel, uh, 
You're talking about the full message of the full work without leaving parts of it off and only talking about one part. So there they preached the gospel. And there's a, there's a certain man there, Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak. Heard Paul speak what? The gospel. Who steadfastly, Paul, steadfastly beholding the man who was crippled and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Now we're going to talk about this later, but uh, you know, where did he get this faith? We've already touched on that. Can we assume he had faith to be healed before Paul got to the city? Uh-uh. Look, look at the language. The first thing we hear about the man other than that he was there in his condition, verse 9, what? He heard Paul speak. That's where and when he got his faith. Can you see that, class? We know Romans 10, 17 tells us this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the anointed word, the word of the spoken word of Christ, the word of God. So he heard this and he got faith to be healed from a lifelong crippled condition from hearing what the Bible calls the gospel. Hmm? Has the gospel changed? When did it change? <laughs> like I said, you know, some years ago I had somebody try to uh, straighten me out and they said uh, it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> They actually weren't trying to straighten me out. They were trying to mess me up, but I, I didn't accept it. They said, we don't preach all that healing stuff like you do. We just preach the gospel. <laughs> Give me the finger and everything. <laughs> and my mind immediately went to this. When Jesus preached the good news, people got faith to be healed and delivered. Didn't they? He sent 12 to preach it. And they had healings and deliverance. He sent another 70 and they had healings and deliverances. And now when Peter preached the gospel, people got healed. When Paul preached the gospel, this man got faith to be healed from hearing the gospel. So if people never get faith to be healed from hearing what you call the gospel, it must not be the full gospel that Jesus preached, or that Paul preached, or that Peter preached, because hearing the gospel they preached, you could get faith not only to be saved from hell and be born again, you could get faith to be healed too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From a lifelong condition, from hearing the gospel. I know a, uh, a man that God used powerfully as an evangelist to other developing countries some years ago. He's going home to be with the Lord now. But he said he found when he would go to places that had never heard the gospel at all, nothing. And when he had preached the gospel to them, he would tell them not only that Jesus paid the price for their sins, but he also uh, took 
the infirmities and bore their sicknesses and carried their pains and by his stripes they were healed. He'd preach at the same time. Well, it's the same gospel. He'd preach it and he said when they came to receive Jesus, they'd get healed too. They didn't know any better. (laughs) Can you see that? They just come. When they receive forgiveness of sins, they'd receive healing too. And they just had healings all over the place. He preached to big crowds. And, and just healings and miracles, salvations, healings, miracles, the same time. But when he got to other places that had heard religious tradition and somebody's twisted ideas about Paul's thorn and Job's boils, and it might not be God's will for you to be healed, then he said, oh man, he had his work cut out for him, you know, because you had to overcome that stuff to get people to believe the gospel. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Galatians, and let's see something that uh, the Spirit of God was actually really strong speaking about. In Galatians, the first chapter, and we'll start in verse, chapter 1 and verse 3. He said, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you to the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Another gospel. Which is not another. Somebody say, there's only one. one. True True gospel. He said, it's not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Even then, not too many years after the ascension of the Lord, people were modifying the gospel, changing the gospel, distorting the gospel. Reckon who's behind that? That's the enemy. That's the enemy. And the thing is, Uh, You know, the scripture says, warns that in the last days there'd be doctrines of devils. Well, doctrine means a teaching, teachings of demons. And people, when they hear that, they go, ooh, you know, that must be Satanist church or something. No, he's talking about Christian churches. Christian churches where doctrines of demons are preached. Wow. Lord, deliver us from that, right? Help us to see what what that is and and not be pulled in. But that's, the enemy is the perverter. He is the twister. He is the disruptor, the diluter, the confuser. And so uh, the Spirit of God is saying, uh, again through Paul, there's no other gospel, but there are people who are perverting the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we've preached to you, let him be accursed. Man, this is strong, isn't it? The gospel must be important, right? And it must be important that you don't change it, right? You don't mess with it. You don't alter it. I mean, let him be accursed. That's a strong language. And it is a truth if you reject the gospel you are going to wind up accursed or condemned. He that believes and is baptized will be saved. He that believes not will be condemned. 
condemned, judged, winds up being accursed. Verse 9, as we said before, so say I now again. I mean, in case you didn't get it the first time, here he comes again. If anybody preach any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. See, Paul locked himself in too. Did you see that? He said, if us, me, who came first time they ever heard the gospel was through Paul's mouth. But he said, if I come back to you later and say, well, I got version (laughs) 2.0. I got the new and improved gospel. He said, don't you believe it? He said, if it's me, if I come back and I try to change this gospel that I preached to you, he said, let let them be accursed. He's talking about himself. He said, I don't care if an angel from heaven comes down. Oh, man. Is that right? Angel from heaven comes down and puts on a dazzling light display. And you got angel choir singing in the back. And he says, new gospel, new gospel. He said, don't you believe it? Don't you believe a word of it? Now, why would he, why would he go to such lengths, extremities talking about this? Because... The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Nobody is saved without the gospel. And so what is going to be number one on the enemy's attack list? Getting rid of this gospel. Messing this gospel up somehow. Distorting it. At least diluting it. At least cutting off part of it. And so for centuries now, the enemy has been working through Uh, intellectuals, through scholars, through mystics, through all kind of stuff to weave in something that's not gospel, to take out something that is gospel. And so you and I need to be absolute purists where the gospel is concerned. Is that right? We are We have zero tolerance for messing with the gospel. Is that right? Somebody say zero tolerance. Don't mess with the gospel. Don't don't mess with the gospel. You'll lose us. Because we believe the Spirit of God said from the beginning, this is the one. This is the only. This is the genuine. It'll never be altered. It'll never be changed. Nobody, not even the founders of the church in the beginning, can come back and modify it or change it. Not even supernatural beings, angels coming down out of heaven can change it. Nobody can change it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for the gospel. That gives us stability, doesn't it? Not always changing. Now, now, you know, I, I know you're saying, well, amen, amen, that's the way it ought to be. Have you, have you listened to some of these other religions around? They get frequent updates, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Their prophets and their leaders got new revelation. They're, oh, we're throwing out that book. Yeah, we got a new one, you know. Uh, it's changing all the time. It's up, it's down, it's this, and then it's that. No, the world's that way. And we're told, don't you be conformed to this world. But you let your mind be transformed. Be renewed by the transforming of your mind. You can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What? The God who changes not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, 
forever. The unchanging, eternal, original, one-of-a-kind gospel. Hallelujah. That is the power of God unto salvation. He said, uh, verse 10, For do I now persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? If I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. And boy, that's a good lesson to learn. You run around and try to please everybody, you will be completely unstable. You will be ever-changing, trying to figure out what they want, what they're going to prove, what they're not going to prove. And of course, they change too. So then you're trying to change to change with them. And then you're trying to keep up with this. No, you seek to please God. And then people that want to please God will be pleased with you too when you please God. But if you seek to please men, the fear of man brings a snare, causes you to trip and stumble and fall. Sit out loud, Lord, deliver me from the fear of man, from continually seeking man's approval. You don't have to do that. You shouldn't do that. Seek to please God. Seek to please Him. Will everybody like that? No. <laughs> but the ones that matter will. And the ones that love Him will. Because that's what they're endeavoring to do too. And the others need to get saved. Uh, do I persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? Verse 11. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. See, that's why he couldn't change it because he didn't create it. It didn't come from him. It came through him, but it didn't come from him. He's not the source. God is. Neither did I receive it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. I like how the Amplified reads on that verse 7, Galatians 1, 7. Let me read that to you. He said, not that there is or could be any other genuine gospel. Don't you like that? There, not that there is or could be any other genuine gospel. The original, the only, the unchanging, eternal gospel of Christ. You're there in Galatians. Back up to Romans. We, we quoted this, but I want you to let your eyes rest on it. Romans 1. You might say, well, you, you seem excited about the gospel, Brother Keith. I, you picked up on that, did you? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the gospel saved me. Hallelujah. About, through the gospel, I've been saved, and you have too. I've been saved from judgment. I've been saved from hell. I've even been saved from sickness. I've even been saved from poverty. I've even been saved from confusion and lack of peace of mind. I've been saved from failure. I've been saved from fear and insecurity. And I got all that through the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about the gospel. Uh, Romans 1, verse 14 I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. And he did, you, as we're reading in the, the book of Acts, he, he, he'd go and preach to the scribes, 
and sages and uh, the Gentiles too, and unlearned, uneducated, people that couldn't read, and, and usually, uh, always I should say, he'd preach to the, the Jews first, and then many times they'd reject it, and so he'd say, fine, I'll preach to the Gentiles, <laughs> and he would preach, and crowds of people would just come out, and in, in this very chapter, reading back, it said uh, the first Sabbath they preached it, uh, people got stirred up, and the next Sabbath, almost the whole town showed up at the synagogue. Why? Because people like good news. Is that right? They've heard enough bad news. They need to hear the good news. And so uh, he said, so as much as in me is, this is Romans 1.15, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Won't you say that out loud, class? I am not ashamed. Of the gospel of Christ. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, like we just got through talking about, and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. See, that's what the gospel gives you. Faith. By, it comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And it's progressive from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now why would you need to say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? Why would that even be an issue or possible? Well, people are dealing with it today. There are folks that hide the fact that they're a Christian from their co-workers. They won't mention anything about church or God or, or the Bible. And, and even though there are people that don't go that far, they're ashamed of parts of the gospel. Healing is not a side issue. Healing's part of the gospel. Abundance is not a side message. It's part of the Jesus, though he was rich, he became poor so that you through his poverty might be made rich. That sounds similar to the language. He took our sins so we could be made righteousness. He took the chastisement of our peace so we could have peace. He took our infirmities so we could be healed. Does, this, does the language sound consistent? All of that is the gospel. There's a lot of people, church-going people, that are ashamed of the part of the good news about healing. They're ashamed of the part of the good news about provision and abundance. They're ashamed of the good news. Parts of it. And that's why you hear the term full gospel. We just got through reading about Paul preaching the gospel fully. And the fullness of the blessing. How many want to believe it all? Is that right? Said out loud, Lord, Lord reveal to me. The full gospel, the fullness of the good news of what Jesus has done. And I receive it. I believe it. I receive it. And am not ashamed of the full gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. That's it. Our time's up again today. But it's something stirred in you. Hallelujah. I think you probably wake up in the night and go, gospel. 
gospel. <laughs> and it'll do nothing but help you. Come back tomorrow. There's more to see here. We'll see you soon in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.